0: Okay, so I am actively unmuting your microphone, and we will be live in about now. How's everybody doing tonight?
1: What's up, guys? How you doing?
0: I'm doing all right. I'm doing all right. Uh, I've been speaking to you guys today, so you know I'm a little annoyed by a couple (laughs) of things, which we'll get into (laughs) shortly. So for everybody who's new to this, this this is a talk show, podcast, radio show, whatever that we're going to be doing on Facebook, Twitch, all over online. Uh, I am accompanied by Ronnie DeVito and Chris Bonica tonight. And uh, so this is a platform where we're going to attempt to include any and all conversation, including things that people are very uncomfortable talking about. Uh, We want everybody to kind of get in on the discussion, whether you disagree with us, agree with us. And um, yeah, so. I just want to backtrack for a second. You know, this afternoon I was messaging Ron and Chris and I said, you know, I think we should do a stream tonight and uh, we couldn't think of anything specifically on a short notice to to kind of cover. So then, of course, I solved the problem very quickly just by uh, looking on my Facebook feed. So I want to go over a very small concept very quickly once again, which uh, our first episode was very very focused on, was uh, kind of how to def- define the term conspirator or define a person that is a conspirator and what makes them a conspirator and why is there some type of negative connotation to the phrase. Um, so right after we go through a really, really short brush through of that, um, we'll talk about what we found. So, so Ron, just very quickly, like what would you consider somebody a conspirator? Why would you consider them that?
2: Um, if they're basically, it's anybody who's plotting in a in a general sense, plotting to harm another person or or coming up with a a plot to do some like, evil in the world. We can call it that.
0: Okay. So so if all right. So so if you look at the age old technical, if you look at the age old image of somebody who's considered a conspirator, right? That's just somebody who thinks the government's hiding something, right?
2: I mean if you look so it's at not these, necessarily so. the
0: same thing. And it
1: could also be unpopular belief. Yeah. Yeah. Chris, what what do you think? Sure. It would have to be unpopular belief goes against the trend, right? Mm-hmm. It's usually uh again, like he said, it usually something to do with harm that's also part of conspiracy, but I mean it's I mean, like a more technical definition. Right. Uh I guess if you look up, like, in Webster's Dictionary. Sure,
0: yeah. Are you sure the definition hasn't changed? No. We could look it up.
2: (laughs) All the definitions have changed. There have been a lot of definition changes (laughs) lately. I have no idea if it's changed or not.
0: So it's kind of like when you're having a debate with somebody lately, it's kind of like uh, nobody knows what anybody's talking about because you're speaking a different language. They've changed so many definitions and angles on words that you think you understand each other, but you really don't.
2: It makes it difficult because I think that word choice is so important. And I, I mean, I've always felt that way. Um, mm-hmm. You know, you, you I pick words. I try to be delicate about the words and not necessarily in the the way I use them or anything like that. But uh, the words themselves, they have meaning. We've, we've we put specific meaning to convey a message and to convey intent because my soul can't tell your soul what I'm feeling on the internal, you know what I mean? Without a, without some kind of buffer. So we need these words and the more descriptive we can be and the more specific we can be, the better we get our points across to each other. And so like your language and the words that we use are very important. And the more we muddle that and confuse this tool that we use to, to communicate to each other on that level, the harder it is to do that. And so, you know, mm-hmm. yeah, I, I, that's a that's a problem right now in, in kind of a lot of this because I'm seeing the word be, I, you know, just like everything else, I'm seeing it uh, like, well, you know, you say conspirator and then it doesn't mean like somebody who's, you know, it used to be a, a UFO nut. We'll call him a conspirator. And then that's mm-hmm. the whole deal. And now it's like, if you don't believe in my beliefs and if you don't believe in my politics and if you don't believe what I believe, oh, you're just... A- conspiracy theorist because you don't believe in mm-hmm. science because that's not the science that I read. And right. It's just, it makes it impossible for us to now communicate with each other because I can't have a conversation, even a polite conversation I was trying to have at work today that was confused because we were talking about a specific uh, incident in the news and it was just, he heard this side and I heard that side and we were talking and he's like, well, we don't, how do we both have the opposite side of like the truth of this story, and it's obvious that it's the source that it came from. That's just where we got
1: the or story. sources, right? right yeah, it's rare these days to actually have a conversation with somebody when you disagree. Because sure. people normally, that I mean, nowadays they get so angry at you. I mean, just because you have a difference of opinion. Like conversation is like something people don't know how to have anymore. It's a you lost it's like, art. It yes, really it's a lost art. Exactly what I was going to say. Um it's, it's, uh, and that's kind of sad, you know, because I like, I like talking to people who I don't agree with, or let's say people see something on the other side, uh, or take a different view. I get to learn, you know, that's right. a learning experience for me. So I, I like disagreeing with people more than I like agreeing with people because now I get to see things from different angles and that's like, it's like something you can't do anymore. Mm-hmm. So...
0: Yeah, yeah. It's, it's very heavily... It's turned very emotional. It's turned very intentional. It kind
1: of makes, makes me feel more introverted, right? Because now I don't want to share my opinions and views with people, you know? Because so, you're just going to get attacked. Right. I don't want to be attacked, you know? Yeah, I'm too mean, old no, to be fighting. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah, so... Too old to get scrappy over words, So now, man. just yeah. as as yeah. a
0: little of a backstory on this uh, this article that I ran into, right? So, so we're all... At least I think we can all agree, right? Since this whole coronavirus thing has happened, a lot of the official narrative has kind of flip-flopped a few times, regardless of which way you land on it at this exact moment. The story's changed a few times. We have a few different ways of looking at it. Some of the people that were official went back and said they were wrong. We've had a lot of errors that were made during this whole entire thing. So now the biggest thing is bringing everybody back to the schools, that's been the, the major thing, and a major part of it is I don't even believe that a lot of the information about younger people getting this virus has been too conflictive. I've heard a couple of one-off things about it affecting younger people, but as for the bulk majority of things I've heard, even from news agencies that are of opposing political parties, they've all kind of admitted that kids for the most part are asymptomatic or they don't pass it to adults. Am I correct or am I incorrect?
1: That's mostly correct. I mean, the only thing... Yeah, they were talking about some kids have um, gotten some serious conditions after getting the disease. Mm. But on the broad spectrum, it's a a very small percentage, but it can happen. They're the least affected of all of us. I I guess so.
2: I think, to be fair, there might be a few reasons behind that. I mean, society and globally, I think we all we believe that we tend to, like, shelter our children in society from stuff like this. So when we see an outbreak, I mean, the first thing that most parents are going to do are are attempt to protect their kids and limit the interaction and do these kinds of things. So at scale where school wasn't involved, we are, you know, we can't even, you can't, I, I just don't feel like you can assume the numbers are accurate because children aren't interacting And at least not at scale across the country during this whole time. So when we talk about, oh, children getting it, it's like, yeah, well, I mean, look at the spread and look how things are happening. Look who's getting infected. It's people who are working or active or going to bars or whatever it is. And so when you get to children, children aren't out in the world active like everyone else is at the moment. And so I don't believe we can kind of use numbers, regardless of good or bad. You know, I've seen a lot of stuff where it says, you know, I mean, I've seen as young as somebody being uh, a person being born with COVID, like COVID positive. So that's as young as you can get. It is in the womb. And so, you know, are we how? I mean, how do we move forward with uh, with with no data? I feel like because this is one of those areas where we don't really it's it's like comparing another you know, another country to another country. It's like, that's, that's an incomplete set of data. It doesn't translate well. And so with the kids specifically, I don't think the data is going to translate well to real life application because we haven't, they don't have the exposure. And we know as a society th- during flu season, I mean, what, what happens? All the kids get sick. They spread it around the school, bring it home to the parents. That's how everybody spreads. So we know that kids in schools is a, is a way to spread germs in society, regardless of what's going around. And so, you know, I look at that and I go, I don't, I don't know because there's no data to support how, how bad it's going to be, but I can't assume that it's going to be good in this situation.
0: Well, Marie uh, just jumped in the chat. She said something pretty interesting, which is uh, children are still going out with their parents and teenagers are still out with their friends and working. So it is kind of true. Children haven't exactly been just stuck in the house and, uh, you know, it's I, not like they, they've just been locked in a closet and nowhere near no. it. And it, it isn't like parents haven't been going to work, at least the ones that can. Um, sure. I know a few who haven't. Um, right.
2: <laughs> so I mean, I'm seeing I'm seeing stuff like my own family who back in Vegas, they did a camping trip. So all the cousins got together and they they went camping. And so that that's getting the kids out and being active. So there's still a lot of that going on. But I don't believe that the interaction is the same as. The children in school interacting with each other at scale—it just doesn't, you know what I mean? Yes, they're there. I just don't believe that those interactions are. are I mean, when you think about it, he, like human to human contact and just sheer number of human to human contact within six feet of each other. The, I mean, the, how big is that number? And the billions of day, like per day, of just walkbys. Right. You know what I mean? Inside of a inside of school na- nationally, so I, I, we're not seeing the contact at scale. Mm -hmm. that we would be seeing and even when you're out with your parents you know it's like hey come over here you can be you know don't go mingle with 50 other kids i mean for the most part you know there's still people in certain states who are absolutely bringing their you know children to large social events and all those other things but i don't i don't think we have the data at scale to kind of pull from anywhere that makes that's going to be comparable to what actually would happen in real life if everybody went back to school day one Okay, liquid no. you
0: know what I mean? Well, oh, and and Marie also wrote into the chat, and what about the antibodies that they build up in the school environment? I mean, look, there's there that's are that's a
2: very good point. That's there are a very ton of point. different
0: ways you can look at this, right? So so I want to kind of bring this back again to to what I was the original statement I was gonna make. So, so we have two groups of people that have been the most vocal about this by and large, which are parents and teachers. And for the most part, <laughs> for the most part, it looks like it's parents versus the teachers, right? A lot of the parents can't go back to work. A lot of the teachers are saying they're not glorified babysitters. The teachers are still being paid; <laughs> they have not been furloughed, so they're still being paid. And they i guess some of them may genuinely be, you know, protecting themselves. Some of them, I'm sure, genuinely saying, "I'm, I'm getting a really long summer here, or a long two years." Okay. um and the parents, some of them just need to go back to work. Some of them need to sure. go back to work. some of them are gonna strangle their kids after a while <laughs> it uh I know a few um, <laughs> so now so now I'm gonna get to the text message that really kind of like well it wasn't a text message it was a Facebook post and and, and there's a little bit I sense a little bit of weird kind of hypocrisy in this and I'm gonna point that out right after. so you know it says Facebook YouTube, but, oh, so another piece of backstory. So recently we've had, what, five, six doctors, quote unquote. We can't verify whether they're alternative doctors or great doctors or even good doctors that have put out so, that video that's very similar to Pandemic and saying how they believe hydrochloroquine is a, you know, cures everything. Right. So, of course, all the social media platforms kind of jump in. They ban them. They shut it down. All this other type of... All these other types of things that don't look very good.
2: Just, I heard, just as a side note, I heard that that video, like the production, all of that whole thing was involved. Like Breitbart's involved with that whole bit. Really? Uh, yeah, that's what I heard uh, today. That they're either they put it on or they they paid for the whatever. I, I don't know the exact.
0: Involved, it wouldn't the, surprise Breitbart's me, but I but I, I don't feel as but I don't feel as though Breitbart necessarily has any less credibility than CNN at this point. I, I believe that they've all degraded themselves to such a level that—that's
2: a fair argument. Um, it's going to be a curveball
0: exactly. when you find out somebody's honest.
2: I, that's how I feel at the moment.
0: <laughs> <laughs> right. So. Yeah. So I mean, if the Onion put something out, I think I'd question whether it was real or not. I'd say, all right, I, you know, I, maybe I, the Onion's got a point I, here. I think that's the only paper you should read. I that's did I see. Like. <laughs> I did see it's an article. Crazy. uh, uh an onion, a fake onion, onion article about how the onion's running out of stories because all the mainstream's taking up all the ridiculous shit. And (laughs) I thought it was one of the greatest articles I've ever read in my life. Right. I was like, this is fantastic. And it's exactly on point. But anyways, I digress. So here we go. Facebook, YouTube, by banning videos like Plandemic and America's frontline doctors, you are feeding the paranoia of the crazy, right? It's their gotcha moment. You ban it, and now they're free to yell, see, they don't want you to see the truth. Let everyone see the BS videos that are easily proven false, and that way when they peddle their conspiracy theory bullshit, it let all their family and friends mock them and shame them for such idiocy. Censoring the videos doesn't quiet the noise, it amplifies it. Let the crazies have their videos, and we have the ability to easily debunk the garbage. And then he writes, okay, now back to the sex demon. Okay, so so there are a couple of pieces in here that I I'd kind of like to point out. But one thing that I will mention is, uh, and as we've mentioned numerous times, all of us seem to be very center politically. We seem to lob kind of back and forth. There are some conservative things that obviously, if you're if you're you know. if you're an older style, fashion person, you don't see anything wrong with some of the conservative beliefs. And obviously a lot of the real leaning right is screwed up and really based off of hardline religion. And then with the left, you, you get very similar stuff. The, when you start moving toward the left, you say a lot of it is is about you know freedom of expression and equal rights and a lot of things none of us argue are wrong. Then you start getting to that real left part and then and then you start hitting a couple of things that you could find a really easy time disagreeing with. But, so now they're very left. So that's all I'm going to say because I do not want to give anybody's identity. I do not want to give anybody's name. But they're very hard left. I've been watching at least three years of Trump is a Russian spy from this same person. So if that tells you where this is going, you know, maybe you could figure it out on your own, okay? So... Then we get a couple of people in the comments which are of the same kind of crew. So we get ban them, don't ban them, trumper's gonna trump. So now anybody that disagrees with the potential mainstream or the censorship is a trumper. And they say at least by banning them there's no recruiting of young and up and coming fools out there looking for something to latch onto. I mean this is this this gets pretty hateful. So then we get Uh, I commented on somebody else two posts down and told him how much I love demon sex and told him to stop spreading misinformation. So now this person, from what I understand, they are not a doctor. They're not in the medical field. I'm not sure if they're in the teaching field, but I would guarantee you that they cannot themselves prove whether this is misinformation or not misinformation. So then I get these two really where the cookie comes in. I think the people who use the banning of the video to bolster its legitimacy are the same people who have been believing it anyways. So I'm not convinced it hurts, matters. Okay, I just want to let everybody know they're very educated. Uh, Me (laughs) tripping over my words is me trying to auto-correct it in real time with my brain as I'm speaking it to you because this was written like a five-year-old. I become less convinced day by day that in the free market of ideas, the best ideas win out. These conspiracies... Flat Earth, Plandemic, Loose Change, etc. Play to psychological needs like being privy to some secret information no one else knows or to be part of the in-group. No amount of debunking or mocking will change this. Someone must study conspiracy theories, but I think the less people exposed, the better, right? I don't know if that counts to the people you know, exposed to the Roswell theories since if anyone missed out last Friday, the Pentagon actually told us that they have a spaceship that was not created on this planet. Anyways, and then the last one, here's a good one. Conspiracy theorists don't care about debunking. They don't recognize facts whatsoever. And when confronted by concerned friends and or family, they'll simply respond by referring to them as sheeple. So here's where I'm going to kind of get to my punchline here. So I've watched this distinct pack of wolves on Facebook, Virtuously telling everybody how Trump has been connected to Russia and how the educational system is squeaky clean. Everybody who's anywhere on the right is terrible and giving misinformation. But so, so they say that if something's vetted, and I would imagine a courtroom is some way of kind of vetting a situation, that if it's vetted and it comes from, a, from an official source, that it's real. And if you don't believe that, then you're a conspirator. But yet, they keep, like, from what I understand, Trump was in the the whole Russia conspiracy thing. And they spent three years on that. And they've come up with zero evidence. And they've, I guess, exonerated him for not being a Russian spy. But yet the same people who call others conspirators because they want to watch a video that social media is shutting down. Are continually spreading something that has been on the books exonerated. So, does that make them conspiracy
1: theorists? Well, that's kind of funny because now you're flipping it on them. And uh, I guess, yeah, you would have to. You would now have to classify them as a conspiracy theorist, right? Because I mean, now I mean, they're going. Now, now, now they they're they're just spreading information, disinformation, right? About, mm-hmm. about their own beliefs so yeah yeah i get you know it's it's the same thing as uh yeah, un- under my- <laughs> friday when you would speak about aliens and say oh well you know just don't prove but the conspiracy thing, <laughs> so. right
0: what do you think run
1: <laughs> i think that
2: uh <laughs>
0: Did you like the delivery? <laughs> I,
2: yeah, I did. I think that under under my definition of conspiracy theorist, I mean, no, they're not a conspiracy theorist under under their own definition of conspiracy theorist, then yeah, absolutely that, that person's a conspiracy theorist.
0: Correct. That's right. that's exactly what I what I'm trying to showcase here is that we still yeah. have the stigma of conspiracy. And this this group of people, mind you, they didn't see the announcement from the Pentagon on Friday. They haven't well, even heard about it. So when they're making there's fun a, of a shocker. when they're making fun of a doctor that mentioned anything about alien DNA, now don't get me wrong, I think that's a bit of a stretch too. Um, now we kind of have evidence that we might have extraterrestrial life. And it's legitimate evidence. This is no longer conspiracy. The Pentagon announced it. So so they're kind of ignoring that in order to mock somebody for, for alien DNA or whatever else they want to call it. But, but really the, the shocking type of hypocrisy that I'm starting to notice on their end of things is, you know, it's the same thing as when they tell you, if you think, remember when they were saying Hillary Clinton and a few other of the Democrats, if you claim that there was something in those emails, you have to be a conspirator. And if you claim this, you have to be a conspirator. So if right. you say well, on the hardline can- left that any of them could have been wrong. You're a conspirator, but they openly tell you that the president of the United States is is a Russian spy and he lies.
1: So again, are they conspirators? (laughs) To to prove their point, right? Or to try to get you to stop looking at stuff, right? It's like, oh, well, those emails, if you think there's anything in it, then you're a conspiracy theorist. Really? Like, we're gonna go there?
2: We'll see what a court says in September. Oh, that's, that's what happened. So we'll
0: CNN see. never covered that. Of <laughs> no no one covering
1: it. it. No, no, Nobody. I mean, Fox it.
2: Fox News isn't covering. There's no source on earth. And I mean, if I if you had you know if there was I, I, allegedly there's a fifty plus person hit list behind anything involved with the Clintons. So like, would you report it if it was your job? I'd be like, hmm. I could report this and tell the truth, or I could receive two bullets to the back of my head while I'm on my way to work in the morning.
0: I mean, I've I've got to be honest. I'm I'm waiting more on the um, on the Galen Maxwell case. How that how they not right now. They're fighting to keep the documents hidden. Of course, you know, no Freedom of Information Act on this one. Um, because I guess they I guess they're trying to say that if they find out that the documents are fake. It implicates people that aren't actually implicated. I don't know how much of that they can actually prove is fake at this point. Um, well,
2: here's the thing: if any of it's real, it's all real,
0: right? That's what I'm saying.
2: It has. Yeah. To, if, if, if you're using the same source to tell me that one person's like guilty, then ev- that same everybody that same source names is probably guilty, right? I mean, that's the only way that can work.
0: Yeah, because so we've we've already gone so far with this first Uh, people would say it's conspiracy nobody owns their own island like that then other people said there's no conspiracy nobody's flying presidents around in a private jet why would a president need a private jet all of it
2: here's how here's how deep that actually goes just so we're like totally everyone's (laughs) totally aware the police who investigated the fbi who were told about this situation initially 10 years ago when they investigated, the police that investigated were like, oh, we got him. We're going to get him to go to jail. We got all this trial. We got all this stuff. And then they said, well, the federal government stepped in and said, no, we made a deal already. Yeah. And if you look it at that him. deal, it's literally, I mean. The, I hadn't si-
0: even heard that part of it.
2: The The deal says that any, any co-conspirator or any potential co-conspirator receives immunity uh, in that, like, rega- in regards to Epstein. Anything involving Seriously? In the Seriously. That's what the deal said. The deal said not just anybody who is actively known as a conspirator in this, in this, in the, and in any involvement in this situation, but anybody who's a potential conspirator involved in the situation also receives immunity. And then he took a year in jail. And by a year in jail, I mean, he went home jail. five yeah. days a week For 16 hours. Oh, yes.
0: I remember about this. So,
2: you know what I mean? I don't. So that's the deal that he got. And so we have to you have to take that into scope, too. That's how deep it goes. The police who wanted him arrested, who caught him, couldn't even put him in jail.
0: I'm just I
1: talk about privilege. yeah, Yeah. Let's talk about that.
0: But <laughs> I'm just still shocked. shocked. Like, like who has the who has the power and the right to say anyone who's a co-conspirator in a giant ring, a giant it's trafficking ring gets any type of immunity?
2: Not a co-conspirator, a potential co-conspirator, any puts any potential co-conspirator. Nobody's ever had a deal from the from the federal government that says any potential co-conspirator involved with you. We don't have to name names. Just tell us they might be involved and we'll back off. Like, nobody gets
1: a deal like that
2: for anything.
1: No, you got to be you got to be high up, real high up, way above any local
2: government's head,
1: way above from way above.
0: Well, I'm I'm forgetting I saw a replay on a YouTube video about uh, when the military was seizing the land where they have S4 and um, Area 51, like around that area. The um, the Nevada governor brought them to court to kind of testify like that land grab is illegal because of the size right. of the basin they took for that base. And they were expanding too rapidly. And I think that um, – I'm going to have to find the video on, on YouTube and I'll uh, I'll post it on the Camarilla Cafe so that everybody could see it. And the general specifically said, the orders that we can do this were given for much higher than the Air Force. And the governor said, well, what – Who is that? And he said, I cannot go on the record in public. If you'd like to discuss this in private, I can tell you who. He said it goes way higher than that. So I was like, wow, okay. We actually have on tape somebody saying that they've been given an order by somebody way higher that they can't say. So it's funny when you hear that. There aren't many people way higher than the military itself. You know, or at least when you look at this invisible kind of government that we have, that uh, each is supposed to keep checks and balances of each other. So, who would just be the one person that could just turn around and go, "Yeah, you could take that," and they can't say it in public? It makes you think.
1: It makes you think. I mean, command—you have the commander-in-chief, right? He should be the highest.
0: He's supposed to be.
1: Supposed to be. Hmm. So that's a good question, Lou. You know, I like
0: I said, and and the point of today, I just really wanted to go back over this conspiracy thing because, like I said, I um, you know, I don't want anybody who's new to this show to think that we are far right or we are fighting against the left or whatnot. But I am finding that a lot of this, a lot of hypocritical things are being said by the loudest voices, which which at the moment happen to be on kind of one side of the of. Of the, uh, of the political spectrum and I, and I give an invite to anybody who would wanna come on here and have a discussion with us about wh- how they feel about that. I just find it very funny. The thing that pissed me off the most about the article was that they kind of went back to that stigmatism of calling people conspirators when classically now, a lot of the things are coming out. The redacted, all, even besides the redacted information that was in the JFK files, we found out our government had something to do with it. Now we've admitted, the Pentagon's admitted that they have the spacecraft. We've admitted all the experiments that the government has done, and they still redacted things in the paperwork, but we're finding out the names of those experiments and the primal reasons they did them were true.
2: So okay, I'm feeling like conspiracy
0: people are getting, you know.
2: Vindicated. Yeah, I want to bring something up about the alien thing too, because like those these documents that came out and these this address that they, they came out with at the Pentagon, like these things, uh, a lot of what we assume a conspiracy theorist would think about these things is like, there's a background shadow government involvement and it's on a need to know basis and you don't need to know. And I mean, even through our presidents, we've been told, uh, you know, the presidents have even said in the past, like I wasn't on the need to know list. And until I, you know, these other things. So we, we don't, we look at that and we have to go, OK, well, so there's got to be a shadow organization. These people are on a need to know basis. But then then that part of what that Pentagon release was, was that they had given I mean, they had given addresses to Congress. So every Congress member at the time of those addresses knew about this subject. Yes, it's not a need to know basis. It's, and, and if it is, they're the only ones. know. No. So it's not like they've been hiding it. They've addressed this in Congress just amongst themselves in the shadows. And so like I don't – it doesn't necessarily – my point there is it doesn't necessarily need to be a shadow government. It's the people who are in power that we can see are involved with this kind of stuff. And they're, they're – you know, I mean how do you address the – how do you address Congress about the subject of like extraterrestrial life and then not alert the public or
0: mm-hmm. not at
2: least address the public in, a, in a, at that time?
0: And the people were told a lot of the information immediately when it initially happened. A number of these crashes, you see that the local town papers are immediately saying there's there's a craft, we can't identify it. It hit. So the truth kinda seeps out and then somebody knowingly squashes it as fast as possible.
1: Yeah, it doesn't it doesn't get beyond that town.
2: Yeah, I mean it's a cooperative effort. I mean that's what I know that's what they proved to us in the in the paper when they when they announced this when, when with the whole thing. They proved to you that We know about it. We've had known, we have known about it. We've addressed each other about it. We just haven't told you.
0: Now, now, again, we went over this on Friday, but I guess, you know, after, after looking at this for a few days and seeing the results of, of that news dropping, why is it not a bigger deal to the public? Do you think that certain people that are politically affiliated are, are intentionally ignoring it because it takes away some of their weaponry of name calling or accusing of being a conspirator, or kind of, again, hits the credibility of the government?
1: I don't know. I, I think, I just don't think people take it seriously enough. Like I saw posts in the morning about it. Mm-hmm. And then it was then just the the usual Facebook BS. But um, um, I really just think people think it's a novel thing and that it's funny and and, and they leave it at that. But I don't think they take the bigger picture of what they're being told you know and, you know go ahead
2: I, yeah i mean I, absolutely i believe i believe that i mean i saw it even with my own post about it i said well hey why is nobody talking about this and the subject matter was like oh it's nothing so it was they were oh there's other stuff that shouldn't you know there's other like deeper conspiracy right. stuff haven't you you know oh that's nothing haven't you don't you know about this it's like and then people, oh, they haven't told us, you know, oh, it's nothing. We already knew that attitude. And I'm like, you know, if that's the case, if you already knew, there's aliens, and you, I mean, I look at, I look around and say, okay, so if everybody believes in aliens, right? Because we we take polls and sixty something percent of Americans believe in aliens or whatever, and all that means is that sixty percent of people who take polls like believe in aliens. You're like, yeah, I can see that, right? But like. At the end of the day, if we all believe in aliens and we still treat each other the way we're treating each other, that's a sad thought to me because you're, it, it's the biggest example of like, this is, this is it. This is your team. This is your home team. You're a sports fan. This is your fucking home team. This is what you represent us, everyone. We represent us on this big team because the the, the game's no longer a local game, right? We're going international, intergalactic, whatever you want to call it, <laughs> Right? And so, like, you don't. Even if you hate your fucking teammate, you pick him up when he's down. You 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 sell out for your teammate. You fucking, you know what I mean? You do. You go the extra distance to, to take care of your teammates because that's all you fucking got.
3: Mm-hmm. You know,
2: the second somebody else comes in and wants to fight you, it's you against them. And so, like, like, how do you not have that perspective? And if that's and if so, if you truly believe that there's uh, there are other like other civilizations. That's the thought that you have to start having it with yourself. Do you care enough about your team? You want to talk patriotic for your country. This is, we're now a global existence and you have to, you have to care about your team, man. You, you can't just be like humans are bad. And so fuck everyone. Then you've already lost the game. You don't even know what the fuck game you're playing.
1: Right. Yeah. Well, yeah. I was also going to say that I think people, cause I know when I heard that, when I saw the article, I was just like well you're telling me something that i already believe like you're not giving right. me any new information i think that's also how a lot of people look at it it's like well all right you're telling me that you have an alien spacecraft what else is new we've known that you've had it you know and you've been lying about it forever yeah so tell us something else tell us something we knew you know but
2: yeah i I'd... i get that i get that thought but it's like right why does the buck stop there Why does the buck stop with, I knew that, like, there's, there's so many bigger implications to what they just said, right? Like we've been talking about on this, it's like, look at what, that's an admission, right? We can, that's the, that's number one. That's an admission. We lied to, we had these secret meetings, we went around your back.
0: That's a big one.
2: For years, (laughs) that's a big deal.
3: Mm -hmm.
2: Right. If that's not, if that's not important, if you haven't thought about that, right? Like, I I get we're all, as a country, we're all kind of fed up with the system and fed up with these people, but like. This is like this is the point. I mean, the the, the big exposure. Right. We said about all the bad things about Donald Trump. uh, Yes, there's a lot of bad things. But what I said at the start of this election of his of his initial election, if he got elected, he was going to show us something that we hadn't seen before. He was going to give us a peek behind the curtain if for no other reason than he can't stay off Twitter (laughs) <laughs> but like for the, I mean, the reality is he had no, you, we didn't have an option. They didn't have an option. He was going to give us a peek behind that curtain, whether he wanted to or not, because he couldn't help himself. And that's what we're looking at now. You are looking at, I mean, every, don't get me wrong. You think it's joking. legitimately
0: because of Trump? Do you think that that no. has something to do with it?
2: No, I just think that, you know, I, I, when I look at the, the government and COVID and all these other, like the, the way they reacted to co- the COVID crisis, right? We're looking at it at a scale right now and the rest of the world is looking at us going like, wow, the this like beacon of hope in Western society that we believe in is the laughingstock of the world because they couldn't even take care of their own people. They're supposed to be the biggest economy, the best of Western medicine. They're supposed to be the beacon of freedom and hope for the rest of the world and like i think we kind of forget that as americans we take these things for granted uh unless you've been there right but like there are people in this world in other countries that look at you like a democratic leader as a as a hunt as a country as a nation you have Mm -hmm. a position in the world of of like you, you know almost like a big brother guardian Like, we're going to protect you. If something bad happens to your human rights, we'll be there for you. Other countries look at us like that. And when they see that they can't take care of their own people, that you're breaking their spirit. And I don't think that we consider that when we're talking about all this nonsense going on around us. We don't look around and go... Well, there's, you know, there's there's people here that need us. And when we're last in the ratings and when everybody else around the world goes, well, if they can't do it, what hope do we have in our little country? And so, like, it it kind of breaks my heart on that scale when you're looking at, like, the selfishness of the average person to take care of these things and to call out bad government and to, to be responsible to your fellow man. Like, we've lost that as a society.
0: A right good now. amount that's, of it, yes.
2: Yeah, yeah. That's how I feel. Just looking around in the daily, and I mean, go online and prove me wrong. Because everybody's like, look at the language. Like we were talking about language really. Look at the language we use to dis- to discuss these topics. Stupid, idiot, leftist, righty, like Bob blah, blah, blah. Like all these n- name calling. We're fucking thirteen years old on the internet still.
1: Schoolyard. That's mm-hmm. how. We,
2: that's yeah. how we discuss these topics. Right like what in the world happened
1: yeah
0: yep and uh as expected kind of uh keith so a good friend of mine keithy's e. ship so he is the owner i'll introduce him to everybody he's the owner of only e-cigs vape shop and uh, shipwrecked e-liquid in orlando florida what's going on keith and he says bob lazar knows best about aliens so uh,
2: <laughs> He knows more than I do, for sure. Yeah.
0: So, so I mentioned to Keith, I said, hell yeah, he knows the best. Every single thing he said is being proven correct 20 years later. And uh, Keith said, yeah, and yet they called him crazy. And they said he never worked for Area 51 and did away with him. Well, they didn't exactly do away with him because he's still here 20 somewhat years later. The problem was they couldn't. He kept proving against them every single time he pushed back with everything when they said he didn't go to a school they contacted people the same year and everybody said yeah we know bob and then and then when they went to his old job and i guess the workers there didn't realize what was happening and they said oh hi bob and then he showed them around the whole place he knew where everything was so he just kept kind of fighting it and proving himself right and vindicating himself and then russia helped with that with element 115 so and a very slow process, but he just continually got vindicated, and and people still don't believe him. That that's the funny part of it. And I saw um,
2: comments the other day, like, "Oh, he's a crazy person. How could you ever believe his story?" I'm like, "You must have grown up in the early '80s. You must have heard it initially, because <laughs> you know a lot of stuff has happened in that story since it initially came out in like what it was it, '91." Yeah. So I mean, like, I, you know, you, how do you how do you it's tell me that? It's not stopping. Early?
0: I, I mean, every single year, something else he said happens. And it's it's right. like, okay, all right, he was right again. Right. All right, he was right again. It's almost like this he's guy didn't humble. make up one thing.
1: Right. He's very humble about it. His story hasn't changed. You know, he always gives you the facts. He tells you what he saw. You know, he doesn't presume anything. Right. And, and, you know, there's something to that. You know, he's not, you could tell he's not making up a story. The piece right.
2: that hit me at a human level was he's like, don't, don't call me. Don't talk to me. I don't want to hear your UFO stories. Like when he goes on about like, don't bother me about this topic. It's like, what more for me, it's like, that's that human reaction of like, man, I've done this for my whole life. And I'm like so sick of hearing people come up to my property and try to tell me about UFOs. It's like, you know, why would you, if that was how you truly felt, like why would you talk about it openly and like discuss these things and, like?
0: So well, he had that, stated really early on he was just saving himself.
2: Yeah, I mean that's I get it, right? And he so, was like, going to
0: get suicided, so he, he yeah. lunged I mean, out really, first.
2: Though, he was right. going to pay
1: the
0: bill.
2: And so right, yeah, and so when I uh,
0: and they rack up a big I, bill, a hundred million for Nancy I, Pelosi. Go it's, on.
2: It's not, it's not, it's not a little bit, right?
0: That's
1: yeah, a bill, but, right?
2: But but the. Uh, but but that that part of his story spoke to me on a human level. That kind of told me like, okay, you know, I don't, I I I buy it. I buy I'm buying in. Even if you're you know dicking around with some of the stuff, it's like most of this makes so much sense to me. And then like I'm a science nerd with like a lot of this stuff. So when he when he goes on to talk about like gravitational waves and how they generate gravity and how this thing works, it's like, okay, that's so far above anything that we're talking about on earth with right. science and like propulsion and like i mean the closest thing we had was this i mean i mean and like i'll bring him up again because it's ridiculous but like tom DeLong when he came out initially with his stuff he said like they have this i mean the, first what happened was they did a mathematical proof that said you could technically there's the math exists you can warp space in front of an object and then technically travel faster than the speed of light because right. you're not traveling at the speed of light you're just warping the space in front of you so they did this math proof that proved in our world that we live in with the with the knowledge that we have we can w- this technology is possible right and and then the following year they used that tech they use that same example in math to kind of show how a ship would work and that was to the Stars Academy that was using this science basically to try to, I, I mean, ideally, I guess what they're going to do is they have an aeronautics program that's going to generate something or whatever. Mm-hmm. But at the end of the day, again, like Tom DeLong's silly story is involved with, you know, what we know. And then like you, you talk about Bob Lazar, it's like he comes out again and, and reminds everybody, he talks about the science and like tells everybody this is how this thing works. And it falls in line with what we know as science today and so like I, I, how do you go like okay well all of this is conspiracy nonsense you know yeah i mean the only way to walk away with that is to not look at it. i mean either that or you don't understand it i get not understanding it but like it's well not it's past our understanding understand it
0: there's it's, it's past our understanding which which you know coincides with a lot of uh
2: yeah
3: i mean we'll get into science. the
0: discussions uh, um i believe friday will kind of be covering history and uh oh good. <laughs> some biblical occurrences but but just how you know how you can make the analogy that like if you don't understand how something works it would look like magic so to him right n- you know being ahead of our science and and also being pretty damn good at it that's why he was there it it looked like magic because we just don't have the understanding yet we or we don't have the resources but um yeah. And Keith uh, said, that's what it takes. I would do it too. I mean, imagine if it was you and everything you knew was about to be, uh, was said to be false. I wouldn't stop either. So yeah, I mean, but that's what I also feel like we're starting to do on this show to a certain extent. Cause I, I, I've got to admit, I get very defensive when I start seeing people slander things as immediately conspiracy. And I'm saying, you know, these things are being vindicated on a daily basis and somehow nobody notices but you're still being insulted and slandered as though, you know, you're just a quack. But all, all the quacks are turning out to be the accurate ones almost every time. And and the other uh, question I wanted to present from that original thing was, you know, should we start letting social media companies know that a lot of the information there is is conspiratorial and maybe we should block that?
2: Ooh, that is a touchy one for me. I mean, I don't uh you know, because what we're talking about essentially is
0: censorship. Eventually so, nobody's gonna be in the internet.
1: Uh I, I think <laughs> well, eventually and- <laughs> PC does lead to like complete like a shutdown of of a language because anything could be touchy, right? If if sure. you have a culture where everything is PC and PC is put on this this pedestal. Right? Yes. I mean, eventually, you're going to get to a point where you can't really talk about anything. Mm-hmm. Right? Because you're going to offend somebody, no matter what it is.
0: Well, you know. Well, here's my point, right? I'm only presenting these questions because I'm playing a, a very hypothetical game here, right? So y- you two know with me freedom of speech, I think, is the greatest part. And and probably the thing that this country should be the most proud of out of everything is that you have the freedom to say what you want to say. And I think that a lot of people that argue against that side of the political aisle, that is their biggest argument. That and the Second Amendment. I want to be able to say what I say. I want to be able to protect myself. And, and now with, with what's happening with the police, I think a lot of people are glad that they learned how to protect themselves Because a situation like this may have, may have, you know, have risen at some point in time, Um, you know, like I heard that in Portland, the police were handing out things to all of the local store owners and stuff saying, hey, you know, we regret having to tell you this, but you're on your own. We can't do anything. And that's, that's a really scary situation. Like if you ever, you know, thought about being against the Second Amendment, Mm -hmm. This time is not a good time to consider that because it, it's kind of frightening.
2: I think what you're seeing across the country, too, is, is people who would traditionally be opposed to the idea of gun ownership. Uh, you're getting a lot more people who are, who are turning you know, away from that concept now. And I think that, you know, it's again, it's a byproduct of the society that we live in today because we don't, you know, most of most of us don't need a gun in our daily day to day lives. Because you know,
0: because traditionally we've had police.
2: Traditionally, exactly, and so you have law and order. That's and so the equalizer. Like, you, well, kind of, know. right? I mean, there's a lot of problems there. Like, I mean, one of my 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 buddy when I was in like school, we used to, he used to say, uh, you know, he used to make this joke, and he'd be, it'd be all aggressive towards a whatever, and you're telling him, you know, oh, I'm gonna call the cops, and he says, okay, it's gonna take them. 28 minutes and 47 seconds to respond and until sure. then until then i'm you're here with me right and right so, of like, course there's a lot of you know what i mean it's not it's you not could still beat somebody
0: up <laughs> uh, very easily 28 it's, minutes is a pretty good it's time it's not necessarily I've seen, gonna stop I've seen that
2: call response times as long as two hours there's a lot i can do in two hours with another person
0: but if there are but if there are no police
2: look the reason if, most people don't attack other people and assault other people the reason most people in civil society act civilly is because there are punishments and there are checks and balances and for the most part we're decent people who want to follow the law you know what i mean i mean we all know locks on your door don't keep out criminals right they keep out good people Mm -hmm. i mean that's the whole thing so i mean if if we're all going to pretend like you know locks are the mag magic device that keeps bad guys out of our houses then, you know, oh, we don't need police anymore because we have locks. You know what I mean? If, if that's how you felt about it. You can get it.
0: around locks.
2: <laughs> yeah, it's pretty, it's not that hard, right? I mean, some of them I are
1: huge limbs. Yeah. follow the lock picking lawyer. And <laughs> he picks, I mean, all kinds of locks. It's it's kind of scary how easy it is to pick. I had Pretty a friend- much any lock you buy at Home Depot and Lowe's, just throw it out. They're, they're pieces of shit. Really? Um, yeah. Pretty much, dude. It's it's really bad. I'll show you. I'll show you at
0: the office. <laughs> oh, that's good. That's good to yeah. know. Thank you, Ron. <laughs> yeah,
1: no problem. Uh, no, no, bro. just go on the YouTube channel. Look at it. He's got like a thousand videos. And uh, <laughs> pretty much every lock you can buy as a consumer, if you, there are companies that are really good, which no one knows about. Um, uh, but like Master Lock, garbage. Uh, Slage Locks, crap. I bet headset.
0: you the Pentagon Locks can't get picked that easily.
1: They use keypads. <laughs> oh, and hand screen. scanners.
2: My house my house now has a keypad, and that's, you know, it's easy. It's a lot harder to pick than a,
0: than a, than a standard lock. You'd have to take oh, it apart.
2: Yeah. I mean, kind of, yeah.
0: And actually get into it. That's
2: Yeah, if the thing powers down while I'm out of the house, you would be real mad about it, I'll tell you that. <laughs>
0: so <laughs> but, so, anyways, just, just kind of getting back to my main point, you know, I – I'm saying this is a very hypothetical thing that that this argument and, and this kind of like censorship that's going on can very easily be just kind of turned on the on the bulk of people that are perpetrating it and then very quickly you could just get everybody locked out of the internet because I don't think I think people are very very good at pointing fingers and pointing other people out but they're not very good at looking at themselves and saying oh man I might be a little fucked
1: up Right, hindsight is always twenty twenty. Right,
0: we're in the year twenty twenty, huh? I
1: I think it's beyond that. There's a lot of
2: I, my generation. I, I think is the is the forefront of this kind of attitude, and I don't I don't appreciate being born in the same generation because of my <laughs> label now too. So, um, but at the end of the day, when when everybody is Leading the charge on how to silence everybody else. Eventually, nobody gets to talk but the guy telling everyone else to shut up. Right. And it's it's a we can't like we talked about freedom of speech. We talked about how other countries look at us. We can't allow people to silence speech in this country. What a nonsense idea. Mm-hmm. I mean, we're—it's—it's it's a foundational pillar of this country, and I, the reason that we're here today is because everybody said a lot of stupid shit, and we all got in a room and we we're like, okay, what's the most stupid thing anybody said? Okay, throw that out of the room, <laughs> and then we do we do that over and over and over again until you until we all look around the room and we go, all right, these ideas are, are less stupid than the other billion <laughs> ideas we just went through. I guess we'll use these less stupid, and so like that's how. That's how this thing came to be. That's how these things work. We all go, hey, I have a dumb idea. And everybody in the room goes like, yeah, that was stupid. And I go, "Okay, sorry. And then or I I have a dumb idea and somebody else goes, it's not that dumb. And somebody else goes, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not the dumbest thing I've ever heard. And then we agree. We all go, "Okay, like, yeah, let's use that because it's it's the least dumb thing i've heard about this. It's
0: so scary that that makes sense and it feels it's, like that's how it's going.
2: That's that's how this country was founded. That's how we <laughs> as a society move forward through time with these ideas. And so like it's not perfect. That's my point, right? They're not like nobody has ever been like i have the smartest thing that anybody's ever said ever and everybody in the room went i, I agree with that 100%. It's never <laughs> happened. It's never happened ever. So like that's not reality. We're not I, I love the idealism of my generation. We all think that the world is a beautiful place and we should all be beautiful together and I love that about. It. but sure. like we Good still idea. have to you're right, it's it's whatever, right? but like we still have to we still have to work in reality. We still have to go okay, just because somebody disagrees with you doesn't mean that they're a piece of shit. Like correct. I, you can't look at people that way because they don't have the same idea as you. Maybe they've thought about it more than you. Yeah, maybe they have haven't. different
1: life experiences. You yeah, know? Maybe
2: they haven't. Maybe they've spent no time on it. They've heard three things in their life ever about that topic, and that's what they believe. Or maybe they've spent hours and hours of research on this subject, and you look like a moron spouting off about the stuff you don't know. So, yes. So, like, we don't – my generation doesn't have that view of, like, other people – are experts at things. They've spent the time and done the work and been doing this for their entire careers. That's why when they speak, you listen to that guy about that topic. Not. It doesn't matter how you feel. It doesn't matter what you think and and, and your opinions on things. Like some things are just facts. Well, some I, things are how they are in the world.
0: I think. I, I think kind of because in all of history. I think that the younger generation now has probably become the highest percentage of college-level people we've ever had, right? Because when I was a kid, there were a lot of other people's parents that never went to college. They may have become like a woodworker, went into a trade, joined the union. They didn't necessarily need college unless they wanted a tech job. Some of them even got jobs without the college that were higher end jobs and they just kind of learned their way through. I mean, even if you look at classically all the giant tech companies out, not exactly the newer ones, but all of the CEOs were all college dropouts. Even Zuckerberg, college dropout. You know, so I think that that a lot of the younger generation feels like their accomplishments are going to be taken away from them if they realize that the people that were accredited to teach them which is what they use to proudly say that they're accredited, may have gone weary, or, or or may have given them the wrong information, or willfully had a reason to give swayed information, or or present an opinion as fact. Because I feel like the school right now is a is a very very big case of indoctrination, and you know I've heard some teachers talking about like, and we're talking like sixth grade where. They were going over like like the political panels and and going, we're going to watch Trump debate Hillary and what do you think? Why do we care? And I'm I'm not trying to be cold hearted. I'm actually trying to be very like logical in this. We try and teach kids to grow up. We keep them out of the nonsense that they don't have to be in because once you hit 18, you realize life sucks. And basically we're just stopping you from being suicidal until you die. So we're trying to keep them innocent protected, go out and play. But at the same time, we're going to teach you skills. We're going to teach you math. We're going to teach you how to read. We're going to teach you all the necessary things that by the time you become 18, then you can go screw off and hate yourself. But until then, I mean, why would you show a sixth grader or a fifth grader what do they know about the economy? What do they know about world affairs at this point? They don't read the newspaper they they play video games all night almost like most of the thirty year olds that play Animal Crossing every night these days <laughs> and don't pay attention to Friday's news that they actually announced that the Pentagon has an outer spacecraft. so anyways, <laughs> notice how I got so crazy with that i I was talking like shit, yeah. but
2: you don't i i you get it I get it,
0: but it's the yeah. point. you know good night. So so I think that they would lose a lot of their accomplishment because now you're kind of telling them that the college degree that they hold over your head when they tell you they're correct is false or might be false or the $150,000 they invested is gone. And and maybe everything you were taught isn't exactly accurate. And I don't think they like that concept. And I think it takes the power out of their hands. So they're, they're really standing by it as hard as they possibly can because- We all know that most of the school system sits on one, one half of the political lines. And I remember, I think it was Chris that I said this to earlier when I was talking to you over the phone and and you know, the truth doesn't have a political line, right? So if somebody in an industry is bought out to say a certain thing by a corporation, they were paid off or whatever the case may be, that whether they're a Democrat or Republican, there is no political line to the truth humans lie humans get buyouts humans give wrong information for whatever reason they're giving it for whether it be financial gain whether they they might think they're looking to take over the world whatever there's there's always a reason for a human to to do something and you know as far as like what's going on on facebook the accuracy of your statement has nothing to do with your political line so you can't just pick and choose what is conspiracy what isn't conspiracy if we're gonna run by the real national news and the announcements and what's official, then if Trump was vindicated of Russia, then I'm sorry. It doesn't matter if you're a Democrat. It doesn't matter whether you're a Republican. You go by that official statement, and he was vindicated. Now you're a conspiracy theorist, just as you call everybody else for being when they say something you don't want to hear. And I think that's a fair statement to make. And that applies across the board, because I can pick on plenty more that I see a lot of the far left saying, that just is not accurate. It, it's it's accurate for them because it's been their war cry for four or five years now, but it doesn't make it accurate if you're gonna if you're gonna constantly say you know you're not using an accredited source. You're not telling me from a from a viable source that this is correct. Their I, viable sources have all been bought.
2: Uh, yeah, I like. I get really frustrated with that argument. What's your What's your source? How whoa, What source are you using that information? It's like now we're all fucking experts on fact checking and understanding right. news, and we can decipher things that are lies. Because whose
1: source uh, is better? And, yeah, whose
2: right. sources? It's a It's a It's a dick showing contest about sources and nonsense. It's like why can't? And, and, and the The frustrating part about this is that it's def like there's an intentional bend here to flood the area with conflicting news and that way we can we can go look you don't have the right information i have the right information. you don't you know know me and i'm bad it's like it's a nonsensical argument we're talking about like bullshit basically you know it, what it does is it takes away from the focus of the argument we don't just like name calling right if if we devolve to name calling we're no longer talking about the subject and i can't lose the argument about the subject if we just devolve to name calling and this is the same thing i can't lose the argument about the subject we're talking about if i just question everybody's sources because they're not what i read and right. so like you know it's it's a way of devaluing information and and that's unfortunately the platform that we're on as a society right now there is no I, I, we talk about this a lot and I'm, I'm sure everyone at home you've been having these conversations too it's like what is the value of this information if it's not consistent, if it's not verifiable between two sources, it's not, you know, if we can't use it, it's not usable information, any of this. And the, the problem is we all decide on an individual level, oh, this is all usable information. As long as I don't look at those sources over there, then I can use this. <laughs> and as long as, you know what I mean? Like, but that's what we're doing. That's when we're, we're not objectively looking at everything and going like, hey, why does all of this conflict over the last few months? Why does everybody have, how can we have news sources that have such different opinions about the same thing going on in our cities? You know what I mean when it comes to Minneapolis and, and and the protests and the riots and all these other things that are happening across the country, why do we feel differently as a society about them? Why do we feel maybe we feel differently but why do we feel like we're on opposite sides of the fence? Shouldn't we all be together on this? Shouldn't we all feel like we're all people? We're all human beings, and so I want us to all be human beings together. And hey, you guys over there, stop being mean to human beings because they're human beings, just like you're. I don't know how many times I have to bat this into your head to tell you we're all human. Right. You know, I I just don't understand why we've gotten to this point now.
0: And 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 they want to talk about like um, how their sources are verifiable, others aren't. You know, I remember when you were talking about that trafficking situation that they discovered in europe and right so i looked up his name now mind you he was a gigantic gigantic influencer in in britain for years one of the biggest names ever james saville jimmy S- okay. saville or Saville. Mm-hmm. just imagine how much influence he had over culture just imagine how much influence he had over politics over everything and now you find out one of your biggest ever media moguls turned out to be him and and i i forgot who came out about it the clash came out about it or something like that the thing from the clash used to talk about jimmy savile and say you don't even know what that guy's involved in and people wrote him off as a nutcase and then they right. discovered that this guy had a gigantic ring happening and so so you know who's to say that's not happening here who's to say that we, our comp our country's impervious to this you know no matter how yeah. much allegations no matter how many how much evidence comes out no matter how many different things can point you in that direction, and everyone still is in complete denial? And oh well, they're an official source, and they said they didn't. Oh yeah, they wouldn't do that, you know.
1: Sounds like conspiracy theory, lo.
0: I know. <laughs> it's crazy. It's just <laughs> the likeness between the occurrences is just striking. Well, no, they they figured out Jimmy uh, Savile. They they caught him. Right. So I mean, he yeah. died first, but they have all the evidence. I, I guess they found it in his house. They were waiting yeah. for that to happen to to say, all right, yeah, we we found out now. So you can't go after them, you know? But um, But I'm just trying to prove the point is that, you know, the further back we go in history, the further, you know, the more we prove that this is a human imperfection. This isn't right. by state by state, country by country. This culture does this, but this culture doesn't do this. No, it has nothing to do with that. Humans become corrupted for whatever reason. Whether money, whether sex, whether power, whatever the case may be, we become corrupted. And this country's really in there. <laughs> like yeah. we're getting up there, you know. Like we're competing. It's,
2: it's, it runs deep. It runs real deep.
0: Mm-hmm. And yes, and I just brought up Jimmy Jimmy Savile because of because of what you know Ron was just saying, like how we officiate sources and how we try and say that our information's accurate. None of us know these broadcasters. None of us know where the broadcaster's information is coming from. None of us know the networks. We've never worked there. We've never hung out there, had a had a slice of pizza with Cuomo. You know, none of us have. So even when people come come at you at the throat and say, oh, that guy wouldn't lie, like, how do you know? Like, you can you prove know what prove they this? show
2: you on TV for an hour every day right. or whatever. That's what yes. you know. Just like you, like, I mean, right, we can, uh, we talk about... Joe, uh, Joe Rogan's listeners—they feel like, oh, I know Joe because I do—I watch the show all the time. We're buddies. Like that's yep. how you feel because you're watching the show. <clears throat> you don't know that person. You know what they've seen on you see on a podcast for three hours or whatever it is a day. Like, oh, like, he could be a
0: terrible shit. human.
2: I, you know, I doubt it, but he could be. You know what I mean? It's like possible. You don't know what these people. My point is, you don't know. What the only reason
0: doing I'm saying background. it is because you don't know, right? You, exactly. You don't, I don't know, them. know
2: him. You know what I mean? I don't. I have no clue. But I, I do know that I don't know these people who are deciphering information for you. And, and I mean, there's been warnings throughout history about letting you do this as a civilization. Let somebody else keep the keys to your information. Right. And and we've done that here. I mean, the internet, thing become the lock a little bit. You can't keep everything under wraps forever. We've got it somewhere.
0: You obviously right? can't. <laughs> Not yeah, in this day and exactly. age. Exactly.
2: So but that's kind of a good thing. It left us in this position where like, you know, we're we're able. We are able, we have the technology, we can communicate and we can share things and we can it's harder to hide things now because this is this this is the means that they use to communicate with each other. So there's a way to get through. We have it, you know what I mean? So uh, eventually we'll eventually they won't be able to hide everything from us in this manner. Right? So they're gonna have to go to something else. But You know, we call this the age of information today. We're in the age of information. It's more readily available. We have the amount of human history and everything we know about us is in this database. Yeah. And so, you know, we we should use it and we shouldn't let people. It's just like Christianity. When Martin Luther posted those notes on that door in that church, it said, you know, it wasn't for come to my new religion. It was like, hey, read this for yourself and determine how you feel about it because up until that point there was a gatekeeper to God there was a gatekeeper to heaven and he read the book and he said there doesn't have to be a gatekeeper it's not in here and so give it to the people in a in a language that they understand that they yeah. read themselves well and so we're here now
0: so just to uh throw this in here so Keith had made a made a comment earlier that I I guess I missed Well, we may have to be the generation to change that if we don't know how long this is gonna go on for or how long people will tolerate it. So I guess that was against us with the with the speech and, and everything going right. on. And now he just said, they just make you disappear. <laughs> they they suicide you, Keith. You don't just disappear. You get discovered having shot yourself in the back of the head four times with a double barrel shotgun. <laughs>
1: right, or you're found hanging in a bathroom. It's, a, it's an impressive beat. <laughs> I
0: listen, we're gonna we're gonna do an entire episode on that, Chris. Believe me. I, I owe Suicide. it. I owe it to, to my uh you know, to the greatest singer of all time that that I we will cover that and uh and to you, Ron as well. I believe on Friday we're going to be getting into very uh philosophical uh religious context of um you know religions slash conspiracies slash a lot of things that have come up in ancient cultures that kind of coincide with the two and see if we can uh see if we can come up with some parallels here because i think i think we can uh we're gonna have john henry on with us as well from uh music philosophy and more so he comes from a little different of a religion at this point than we do um so yeah, and I already made a window. It's cute that has the four cutouts. So we're all good, homies. <laughs> we're all in, we're all good. And uh, oh, yeah. I think that should be a really interesting one. So, and uh, and for anyone listening that's going to check us out on Friday as well, I believe there will be an update on our Cam- Camarilla Cafe page. We should be going on, I believe, at nine central time, potentially, or eight central time. I have to check. We'll be coming on right after the After Hours show with Mark Hamill. So, they'll be streaming on Spreaker and a number of other outlets. And then pretty much when he's done, we should be uh, going live right after that. So, yeah. So, stay tuned. And on Friday, definitely check them out, the After Hours show comedy. And then uh, and then we're going to talk about some religions and some interesting yeah. stuff. And I'm sure Ooh. Bob Lazar will come up.
3: <laughs> of course. <laughs>
0: Of course, I think he's going to come up every time, but, it, but it's impossible to, to have any conversation that resembles this without his name coming up. Cause like I said, I feel like this year and last year, since Epstein, it's just been a, a party of, of conspirators being proven correct. It's just been a flowing, just boom, 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 boom. Like it just keeps coming out. And, and Lazar, of course he he's, he's like a living legend. I mean, I mean
1: at this point, yeah. He was like a pioneer, you know.
0: hmm I mean, we could go back in time. We could talk about Philip Corso. I I believe he was the uh he was the general put in charge of disseminating the, all of the pieces of the Roswell crash to different technological companies, if you guys never saw that. Um so I'm not sure if he was a general or I'd have to look that up, but uh yeah, Philip Corso. And on his deathbed he actually told people what he was assigned to do with those pieces and he very strategically kind of broke broke it out for people that um uh, this he claimed that the beings that that were in the craft had a particular material of suit on so they took a piece of the suit they sent it to one lab and all of a sudden out of nowhere we we got kevlar then the eyes of the suit were kind of like screens Like over their eyes, so he sent that material to an optics company. We came up, we came up with um, uh, what do they call it? What you used in the dark? Night vision. Yes, we we came up with night optics. He found the cabling in the actual ship itself that was that was transferring. Everything that it was doing, he sent it to another, like a telecommunications company. We came up with fiber optics. Like you really have to look at this. And all of these things that he's saying all came out within like five years of each other. And he pretty much breaks it down, like where every piece of that craft went and where it led to. And it's amazing. It's absolutely, if if what he said was correct, and we find out he was right too, then then that actually furthers the argument as well that we're artificially evolved technologically. Because because we didn't discover a lot of this on our own. We, we backwards engineered it and figured it out and made it useful to us. But we didn't just come up with a lot of this stuff. And I, f- I firmly believe that. We, we were helped. Sure. I mean, the, the the rate of the evolution of it is just staggering.
2: Especially when you consider, like, a natural time period in our history of evolution. Like, I mean, how long did it take to get from the Bronze Age to, I mean,
0: like, technology? Yep. I, I mean, it's just, it, it's an incredible evolution, te- technologically. And, and, you know, like... And I guess if you look at it through that lens, I will give this a chance and I will play kind of devil's advocate. If you look at if they end up admitting that these crashed, um, these crashed objects were kept in in the, uh, you know, under the guise of national security. Right. And everything immediately goes to be to be experimented and looked at by the military for weapon systems, defense offense. So now as long as people don't know that you've recovered these things, you have a heads up. They don't realize you have night vision. They don't they don't realize you you have certain things that you've obtained from these findings. Now I still feel like they could have made an announcement and still kept that secret. But maybe if they were under the impression that other countries would get wind of it, which I'm I'm sure other countries know. Like their officials know much more than we do that have ever hit the public.
2: I promise we're not the only civilization on Earth with night vision.
0: Oh, well, at this point, no. Well, we probably sold it to everybody. That's the greatest thing about this country. It's like total unbridled, uncapped capitalism. You can sell things regardless of whether it's in your country's interest or not, including selling uranium to Russia. Did you know that? (laughs) I did, yeah. (laughs) We can go over that another time.
1: That did happen.
0: Yes, it did. That is not a conspiracy.
1: And it wasn't Trump.
0: (laughs) And it wasn't Trump. (laughs) So, you know, uh, yeah, I mean, I guess you can say that, like, that would be a reason not to make an announcement of it.
2: Yeah, that's, it's, it's fair. It's also, you know, we also have to look around and go, okay, well, we're not, you know, we didn't make every technological leap in advancement through our civilization. So... The deliberation of this technology didn't necessarily i mean like it would make it would make sense to me if, if we got these technologies and then like we were so far advanced from everybody else that like had to be a foreign thing uh you know i don't i don't necessarily feel like anything that we've done has given us an advantage in technological society that put us above you know say japan right so like i I think there's plenty of examples throughout history of where we could have, you could make the argument that there was a helping hand in our development. Mm -hmm. Um, But I mean, even today, technology moves at such a rate that we can't, you know, we can't dismiss that some of these things are our achievements. But I think that it's also important to realize, like, you know, there are stories on how some of this technology came to be, then there, there might be some validity here. You know what I mean? Not We we didn't have to make all of it. We didn't have to invent all right. of it.
0: We had a lot of crazy coincidental breakthroughs and things that just skyrocketed so fast sure. that, that it either had to be by accident or somebody kind of knew it. Or A lot but, of
2: great things were made on accident. You know, chocolate
1: chip cookies are not on purpose.
0: Oh, my God. So, Chris, what do you think of this? <laughs>
1: I really want a chocolate chip cookie.
0: <laughs> uh, I knew it was going to go that way. Marie's got plenty of banana bread. Mm.
1: Mhm. Um, technology. I I guess you could you could speculate that. Um, like if you want to talk about something like the microprocessor, it was a very simple device and then within, you know, a couple of years, it became not so simple. Yes. Um, I don't know. You stare at anything long enough. I know that if I stare at anything long enough, or I work on a problem long enough. Uh, I, all right, so, you know, you know that I do bookkeeping and payroll, right? I have all these Excel You're the spreadsheets. best. Right? When, oh, the greatest. Um, <laughs> I love your
0: when, spreadsheets.
1: And, and when, I, when I'm getting my <laughs> spreadsheets ready, um, they start out really basic. But after some time, they they start becoming a lot more intricate. I start adding a lot more formulas, they start doing a hell of a lot more. And so sure. um, I don't know. I wouldn't put down human achievement, right?
0: I mean, I'm just yeah. I'm just saying at the pace that it goes at, or went at,
1: and, and uh, yeah, continuing to go. Can't.
2: Yeah, pace, but pace is exponential. You have. We
1: were just talking about Bob Lazar and how how incredibly smart he is, right? Well, you have a room full of Bob Lazars, right? And they're working on one problem, right? I mean, that that's what's going to happen. You're going to have something that goes from point A to point Z really quickly, right? So that's how I feel.
0: Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. That that beard i have to say also is almost just as much a masterpiece as your spread sheets oh listen
1: it's incredible you you want to rub up on this
0: i i had a i had a beard a a little i wouldn't say a little thicker because i have a lot of dead spots in my beard i don't i don't connect in all the spots Mm -hmm. which is usually why i don't grow beard often but this quarantine's really brought out husky lou you know and uh you know ron's seen it a bunch of times and then one day it was just gone because my face was itching too much but um and it's just i i hate the spots you know i'm not it's into like doing the paintings and
1: stuff like that <laughs> so Bro, all your patches how's that just grow it out oh, no. uh,
0: comb it over there I, you go. I hate that okay. i hate that you know i i have a loved one very close to me that he unfortunately went bald at a very young age, probably about like 1920 was when it really started going like bad. And he you Say 1920, 1920 yeah. was like, it was already thin. Like we're not talking about it's 20. creeping and you're getting a, a look into like maybe 10 years later. No, it was already practically gone. Like it was all thinned out, but it was nice and thick around the bird's nest. And uh, he did a comb forward for years to the point where like if it flopped back it looked like hulk hogan oh no it was <laughs> it was terrible he finally made the great decision to just go completely bald and has not looked back but uh yeah for a number of years like when the wind hit it would like come up like in one piece oh, it was goodness. like holy
1: crap that is terrible but a um christmas gift you gotta give them like a big razor and be like please just 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 <laughs> <laughs> just do it, right? Like,
0: yeah, no, man. yeah. Um, but yeah, he eventually shaved it. I'm proud of him. Looks much better. But, uh, <laughs> you know, uh, yeah, getting back to what we were saying. it uh, Like I said, it just seems to me, when you look historically at the race, that's all I'm saying. I'm not saying none of it is human accomplishment. I'm not saying that humans didn't put the pieces together. I'm not saying that there are certain things that caddied off of other things. You know, like we're not talking about Bluetooth 3 to Bluetooth 4 when we're talking about a microprocessor to a quantum computer in 20 years. You know what I mean? Like that's a drastic shot to basically another solar system, like overnight. You know, like if you look at just our modern computers, that's a different story.
2: That's how these things work though i mean the reason that you can buy a 4k television today for like 300 dollars is because not even 10 years ago we had to come out with a ten thousand dollar version of that you know and so like what happens is we find this technology we use this technology we implement it it's expensive it's crazy it's hard to do the technology you have to invent new technology in order to develop that and then within 10 years we have like flat screen 4k televisions that don't cost you any money so i mean like you know what i mean that's 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 what we're capable of i mean we we look at the original cell phone or the the mobile phone that used to carry around on a pack in a big pack or they had car phones before that and now look at what you have in your pocket so and that's a very small amount of time so i mean we this is what we do right we as human beings, we develop things. We we learn that thing. We use we're the tinkering. crap out of it. Yeah, exactly. We're Tinkerers, right? we're inventors.
1: You know, we see we see something. We're like, I can do that better, or I, right. I can fix that. You know, or I even if there's nothing wrong, wrong. Yeah, You're like, I, oh, you know what? I, I can, can do make something that look about better. That.
0: I've yeah. never fixed anything. I only break.
2: Well, get yourself Tell about that together, you.
0: you know, <laughs> I've I've got to admit, and I'll I'll um. I'll mention this to to all of our uh, viewers, that me and Chris, almost every day, every other day, I mean, sometimes there's like a week off, you know, we both get busy or whatever, but we spend at least maybe, what would we say, about an hour and a half to like three hours, maybe sometimes four hours, just talking about tech, specifically tech. So, I, I try really hard to bring him to the superior angle of things. Uh, usually, we call them Apple
1: products. I have a MacBook, okay?
0: I know. A you MacBook. love that computer.
1: Listen, the operating system's good. The keyboard is absolute shit. Uh, it's got a very gimmicky touch bar, which is completely fucking useless. Uh, the trackpad is, is godly, though. That, yes. that is absolutely godly. Yeah, look so, at the
0: size of this one I got. So and it works with the iPad now. But where's the camera? Oh, I didn't realize that this is the actual camera that's going, not the one that you guys are looking at. But yeah, this uh, thing is huge. It's like this. It's almost like half the size of my head. But they definitely have touchdown. Their their touch devices are absolutely accurate and and incredible. Right. But uh, yeah, and uh, what I really wanted to tell you right now was um, we're trying to figure out kind of like uh just a straight computer specifically to stream from, you know? So if we're gaming on one computer, we could send the stream to the other and the other ones, the ethernet that goes out to all, all the different distribution methods we're going to be doing, right? Like tonight we're doing Twitch and uh, Facebook right. Friday. We'll be doing Twitch, Facebook and uh, YouTube live. And uh, soon, I, I guess I'll announce it ahead of time. Um, although we're still in the process of setting everything up, we should be released very soon on, um, google podcasts apple podcasts transistor um every fm you can think of so we are going to distribute this podcast as far and wide as we possibly can um we're also on every social media you could find us on twitter instagram facebook um we're going to be going on more of that as well ron knows i've been pulling the hair out of my head doing that for the past couple of weeks and uh yeah, so we're looking to build this computer that's specifically meant just for the stream. So, and I believe you've seen some of my streams where I use my iPad as well, like the poker ones we did a few times right. off of my personal one. And I looked at last generation's Ryzen and the amount of money they've dropped mm-hmm. on some of those seriously impressive processors.
1: You got like the 3000 series? Yeah. And the it's Ryzen sevens. Four thousand's going to drop pretty soon.
0: I'm going to be able to build a computer probably that's more powerful than my Intel eighty seven hundred K with thirty two gigabytes of RAM. It cost me about almost two thousand to build this a couple of years ago, and this Ryzen's probably going to be more powerful and probably about six hundred bucks. Right. And RAM has dropped you? in um, price. Oh,
2: the
1: technological advancements, man. Mm-hmm. Yeah
2: faster cheaper
1: better have you seen amd stock right now what it's at
0: it's going through the roof right
1: oh it's 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 incredible and uh you know they're on track i think they're on track to release i think is it ryzen 4 um yeah the 4000 series processors i believe it's going to be on a five nanometer node supposedly this next next series or i think they just released one they're the x series
0: the next or the one after that yeah yeah Yeah. it's slight improvements some of them don't even come with a fan now i heard they start to just sell the processor so i guess it's a way of it's a way of bringing up the price because you're kind of taking some of the accessories out but not bringing up the price i remember um a potato chip company that i used to work at pulled that maneuver on yeah. the bags of potato chips, instead of raising it from 99 cents, what they did was they lowered the ounce amount right. in the bag and kept the price the same. Right. So they actually raised the price. <laughs>
1: well, remember you would go get a 20-ounce a 20, a 20 bottle of 99. Pepsi. You know, like a 20-ounce bottle of Pepsi. They're like a buck and a quarter, right? They, they were like, a yeah, a buck and a buck, 50. Now they're like 16.9 ounces. So... Yeah, they just yeah. take away
0: the ounceage and then they just sell you know. more units.
1: Right. Yeah. So, I, you know,
0: I love capitalism. But yes. Oh. Um Lovely. If we have any computer builders out there, the the Ryzen stuff, the the price for them is magnificent right now. So, now that we've taken that slight little U-turn, um so wh- where do you guys envision or think that this whole censorship culture is headed? Like where do you feel Ultimately, this is going to lead.
1: I still feel people are pretty divided. um, And I don't think things are really going to change for the better. Uh, I really think they're just going to keep on progressing. People are going to stay divided. Cancel culture is, is, is like the new norm these days. I don't really see, maybe I'm just being a pessimist, but... I don't really see things getting better. I only see them getting further out. You know, I have
0: to admit, since... This is only episode number two, but even... As I've been talking about this podcast and the premise of it and what we're trying to aim for, you know, an an open platform, anybody can call in. We want to hear people's opinions. We want to talk. We want to figure out why you feel a certain way or why you're not seeing something we may see or why you're seeing something we're not seeing. Like, we want to talk about that. We want to kind of figure out what's going on. and, And, you know, you can't solve a problem without talking about it. Like, right. I feel like historically as humans, we've always known that when you yell at somebody and force a change, it's never going to work. The child's going to get spiteful or the person's going to start doing stuff that you don't see. And then that's when you get hit with surprises. So I think canceling is a very, very dangerous concept. I think
1: that. Well, uh, go on. you know, I don't know if you saw the, the recent thing about Jimmy Kimmel, right? I'm not a big I'm fan not of sure. Jimmy Kimmel. Um, but supposedly they they're coming down on him because of the Man Show, and he put out an album. I don't know how many years ago it was, many many years ago, and he says the n word a bunch of times in one of the songs. I guess it was maybe like a rap song he did. And it was so they you know I, I don't know if you saw Nikki Glazer was was doing the Jimmy Kimmel Show recently and. I don't know if they're going to be looking for a replacement. I don't know what's going to happen. But, uh, yeah, it's it's kind of ridiculous. Something you did many years ago. Um, I, I think we spoke about this on Friday as well. How you should not be accountable. Well, People change. I mean, if it was something awful, right? Right, like Charles sure. Manson. <laughs> right. But, like... I don't know, if you had like a slip of the tongue or something, you you can't ruin your whole life, you know?
0: Yeah, because he's going to wear that for the rest of his life. I mean, for his sake, he wasn't one of these celebrities who spent every dollar he had and he held on to those millions and hopefully lives in a very expensive place so that he can sell it and live more modestly like a normal human and settle with the fact that, you know, there's nowhere he's going to go. To get a job and someone's not going to know who he is right he's a household face household name right you know you're about to cancel someone and don't get me wrong he might have a litany of things under his belt well i mean we still haven't seen that list, that list from the maxwell's right
3: <laughs> <laughs>
0: he may have a litany of things but if it's just because of the slip of a word, I, I agree. If that's something that happened like over 10 years ago, and, and you're not talking about murdering somebody. You're not talking no. about doing no. something that's highly egregious where, where death penalty might be in question, depending upon how severe it is. Yes, it's it's a very dangerous game that we're playing, that we're, that we're destroying people's lives for things that were done 15 years ago, 20 years ago. And, and right. very questionable things. And I, again, I reiterate, I'm not saying that the use of that word is any way right, and I don't condone it, and we don't use it here. But nope. I, I think that people should really think about the the consequences that come with that. What do you think, yeah, Ron?
2: Yeah, yeah, I think that it's a man. Overall, it's a pretty. There's there's still a chance here. I think that there's still a chance to kind of course correct. And get back to the ideals of this country, which is, you know, a freedom of speech and a free and spreading and sharing ideas and, and finding community and all these other things. I think, you know, we get wrapped up in all these concepts because we're trying. Like, what we forget to mention here, I mean, is that these people who are trying to cancel Jimmy Kimmel are coming from a good place. You know, at the end of the day, uh, even it's even if it's just claimed and it's not actually how they feel, but the, the, the overall movement, the idea is, look, this guy did this thing. There's a racist connotation to what happened. It was in bad taste. and we don't believe that these voices should be spread in a generation of people who are perpetuating this concept or, or whatever the, the, the core concept there is, right? You're looking at it. It's like, okay, you know, I don't want people getting hurt by this person who might be hurting people, I think, is the overall core concept. So it comes from a good place.
1: I don't know if it comes from a good place. I feel like it's people digging into people's backgrounds to see if they could get them in trouble for it and looking for, like, 15 minutes of fame.
2: I I mean, but, you know, against that, it's like, how do you – what's your 15 minutes of fame on calling somebody out? You know, you get – do you get put up in the newspapers? they talk about what a hero you are?
0: possibly you
2: know I uh, I mean barely right I mean like in the case right. of, they
0: could be hoping that in sure the right. Hannibal,
2: in, in the case of Hannibal Burris we, we see that somebody brought this thing to light they spread this news and then you get a result people look at him like oh he was talking about you know these cases before it came out in the news and so you know yeah I get I guess there's some of that but in in that we forget like you know in that case Hannibal Burris was talking about a rapist like a serial rapist and it didn't matter who or what going on in the history, because if we want to dismiss what he did 40 years ago, he's still doing it today. And so like at the, when we look at what that, what happened overall, right? Hannibal probably got a lot of traction in his career for calling out what was going on. And so um maybe there's some of that, but I mean, the overall message, right, is, like, don't be racist, or whatever it is. Yes, I agree with you that in in the cancel culture movement, what's happening is people are just latching on to these concepts and going, like, we're going to use this to take this person down because they're privileged, or whatever they're doing. And it's very dangerous in the sense that, like, we because we've talked, how many how many times do we have to mention this? Like, if, you, if you're the big guy in the gun, call calling everybody out eventually you're the only guy in the room that has out. so like whose turn is it to call you out and when's it your turn and how do you know how does this work moving forward as a society does everyone eventually get canceled for like their worst crime do we judge every person on the planet by the worst thing that they've done in their life well well is that how we're gonna like is that how we look at each other we're all just this giant bag of shit and this is the worst thing everybody's done and wear that as a badge because that's who you are
0: what makes this though this specific thing a, a little a little more difficult of a discussion to dissect is that unless he made intentional statements unless he went really in depth on the statement unless he really like shouted it to the rooftop like over and over again right that particular word that's in question was something that was normalized through the culture around that time that he probably did it right, right. so Part and again argument. I don't think it's right, but we went a long time on television using that word as though there was nothing wrong with it. And there was something wrong with it. I agree. We should not be calling. Nobody should be calling anybody things, you know, that that are found defensive to each other or have a history of of a bad intention towards each other. But then we hit the, the whole rap culture explosion. And that, unfortunately, normalized the use of that word without the context Right? Right. So, you know, you the the use of that word is especially difficult to kind of go policing by when you're talking about 20 years ago. I mean, now that they've made it flat and clear, like, okay, as, as a society, we don't want to hear it. It's not nice. Let's try and erase that out. Okay, we've all come to the agreement. Let's erase it out. Let's move forward. But at that time, I mean, everybody was shouting it. It was almost like saying, bro,
1: you know? But well, that's... It was a term of endearment. You would say hey, right. "my," and then you give like a, and it was like, "all right," you know. So we're hitting a now, real gray area. Now you can't well, even. you can't even say it. You know, part and, of
2: that. Part of that movement was to take away power from the word. Part of that movement was to do, you know, a lot of take take the take something that was a negative, and right. Make but you just gave them. that power
1: back to the word. Right. So you went. You went <clears> in the reverse direction.
2: Well, yes. If you look at then versus now, we're in the reverse direction, right? It's like they were t- there, there was a movement at that time to take power out of the word and, and use it like a, as a term of endearment, and then today we're using it as as a way to police other people and how they feel about things. I think what's important in in this case of like Jimmy Kimmel's actions is how does Jimmy Kimmel feel about black people, right? If he said the he said the word it was in a bad t- it's in bad taste it's in a bad it was a bad idea you know what I mean it's really stupid to go on record and do that yes uh, you know what I mean so like that's not an intelligent thing to do do I believe that he should lose his career do I believe that it, you know I think in the sense that if he was on the street and he was getting a coffee and some woman cut him in line and he was like f you you n were you know what I mean he did right. that if he did that 20 years ago cancel his ass fuck him that's who he if he's that person fuck him but like that's not that's not what we're talking about you know what i mean and I, I i don't necessarily think we should forgive him for that thing you know what i mean maybe it's like okay maybe he shouldn't be on tv if that's like the reality of his world if that's who he is if that's what he does i don't believe that about jimmy kimmel i don't think he's a racist on his on his day in his daily life i don't think, he, I don't think so at all that way. You know, I don't know him, so I can't tell you for sure, but I, I don't believe that about him, uh, sure. you know, from you my know, view.
1: He might have been mocking, but like as a comedian, that's that's like what they do. They mock. Yeah, sometimes yes. you miss. You know?
2: Sometimes you you think you have this funny concept and it's terrible. And I mean, the Chappelle show.
0: Oh man, one of the greatest shows in history. It's bri-
2: brilliant, like brilliant writing, all this other stuff. I'm going to tell you right now, they missed on a couple things. You know, even Chappelle will talk to talk about some skits that they did. Where in the middle of filming the skit, he was going like, "This is too far." You know what I mean? So, like, even in these moments of like, I have this idea with each other, and like, we're gonna go put this out to public. You, you know, you some people even in the middle of that creative moment go like, "Oh, we took it too far," and and it's easy to get caught up in the creative moment and not realize that because you don't have anybody else from an outside perspective going like, "Hold." Like, hold up real quick because this doesn't look good, you know? Mm-hmm. So, I, you know, and the other thing I want to bring up with the people who are, trying to, who are trying to police everybody, who are trying to say that they're the authority and that they should, you know, you shouldn't say words because it has this kind of whatever. I mean, you're not sure what the people 20 years from now are going to look back and say about you. You know, I'm gonna t- I'm gonna tell you right now in a few hundred years when these people are looking at this time in the history books going what happened in 2020 they're not going to talk about the riots in this country in a good light they will mention that yes there was the biggest civil rights movement in the world during that year this time this is the biggest uh in in the history of planet earth the biggest civil rights movement more countries were involved more individuals states were involved than any other time in history, that's a beautiful thing. We're going to look look at that and go, we're going to be proud. These people are going to be proud of us as a civilization that finally in 2020, we all stood up together and said, we're not going to deal with this nonsense anymore. And at the same time, they're going to look at these people who were burning buildings down and throwing rocks through windows and, and looting and doing all these other things and go, look how terrible these people are. I would never burn down an establishment and go steal stuff from a store in the middle of a civil rights movement that's not what it was about you you don't know what lens they're going to look at you through is my point you don't know what they're going to go back in history and nitpick about you at that point in time yeah right yeah so you're doing things actively today that people in our future are going to look at you and go how could you let this happen and you don't even know what those things are right now because they're normal in society Mm -hmm. you know that's that's
1: the point it's normal now. How could well, you be? Gasoline torn cars down are, are normal right now, right? Well, I'm yeah. not talking about that, but like uh, I'm talking about like other things. I mean, sure. It, like putting I, I pineapple know, right? on pizza. Like, oh, <laughs> yeah. So like putting <laughs> yeah, no, pineapple. Terrible on pizza. people. So let's say in 15 years, that's highly offensive, right?
0: Sure. I'm offended now.
1: You shouldn't be. It's delicious. It's horrible. No, it's awful. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, you know, how, could you really be held accountable for something like I'm not I'm not saying.
2: Yeah, I don't think it's, it's, it's equatable. Right. We're not talking right. about how Jimmy Kimmel.
0: Loves I, I just
1: don't have them. a good I just don't have a I good know, I, analogy.
2: I, I got you. Yeah. But, the, but yeah, absolutely. You know, yeah, when so it comes Keith, to...
0: Keith is well weighed in on a little bit. He says eventually he thinks the Internet gets shut down. I said, do uh, you think that is what will eventually happen what our society will come to. He said it might, it might a lot of network broadcasting is really ruining people who aren't that famous from things they said or posting many years ago. So I think it will come to a point where people are very, very scared to speak freely. It would be tragic, but it can never be ruled out. Pineapple's my safe word.
2: (laughs) (laughs) I think he has a good point there. Um, And I think that, you know, if we... Look, I I felt personally, especially over the last few weeks, um, I felt personally that it might be time to take a social media break and to get away from the news cycle and to stop tuning in for, you know, give myself a kind of process what has happened to us over the last few months here um, without being plugged in. And I think a lot of people kind of at this moment are sharing that sentiment. And the other thing about that, too, is that there's there's people right now who. uh, I mean, we're we're tired we're tired of the the nonsense we're tired of listening to this other stuff and so and 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 other people are scared man I, i i know people who have taken a break like i know people who signed off social media haven't been logged started this outbreak it got political so fast that it was like if you had a dissenting opinion towards anything anybody said at any moment they were just gonna pile on you and there was this whole movement during the start of this outbreak to where people were going I'm, I'm just, I'm just defriending anybody who doesn't yep. agree with me on anything that I'm happens. banning
0: them or blocking and, them.
2: Right. Yeah. And then they're celebrating on Facebook. They're like, Oh, I, I banned 50 people like good, good riddance. And I don't need you in my life. Like we're celebrating this fact that we've like, we're separate, we're, we're separating each other. And so people, I get kind of, you know, a lot of people I know have stopped posting on Facebook, stopped posting on socials because they're afraid that if they don't agree or fall in line that they're going to get like excommunicated. Yes. And, and, and it's what a terrible place to be in society that people don't feel like they can speak their mind openly without their friends jumping on them about their beliefs. And right. I, I, if you're talking about racist pieces of shit, it's one thing when you're talking about people who disagree with you because they're not sure that they feel the same way about something. Like, that's not a way to have the conversation. There's no conversation. you just like, fuck you, go die, I don't care. Like, that's not a conversation. You didn't, right. you, you know, there, there might have been an opportunity for you two to, to meet eye to eye on something, and you missed it because you're dismissive, and you don't have time, because all I want to listen to is my echo chamber. Mm-hmm. It, it's, it's not productive for your mind. It's not, adducti- it's not productive for society to discuss things in this manner of, like, shut it down and stop talking.
0: Yeah, it's not. I, I agree a thousand percent. I mean, again, we, we could right. highlight this is why we're doing this right now, you know? This is why, there's a big reason why yeah. we're launching this show. It's just so that right. people can have a conversation. So, um, yeah. And with that, I don't know how you guys feel, but I feel like we're quite accomplished tonight already. And uh, we've been really opening up about this. Um, and I hope everybody out there is, has really kind of enjoyed or agreed with what we were saying if you disagree it would be amazing if you if you came in soon we'll have a call in number so hopefully i can have people call in and i don't know i mean maybe we're not going to get that great of a reaction but if we could change a couple of people around and kind of just get them speaking and and open sure. the door to that you know we don't have to change your mind we're not necessarily trying to but if we can figure out what the differences are and and maybe meet halfway or see if something could be a viable solution you know spread out across everything it it would be good we we'd be doing part of what we're aiming for here and uh and if you'd like to call in and just tell us how great chris's beard is we're all for that too especially me It'd be make me very happy so um do you guys have anything to say before uh we potentially close out for the night
1: Good.
2: Other than I like my see, battery's exhausted. Would, yeah, my battery is about to die too. No,
0: my battery, um, my my actual oh, screen just battery, completely you know?
2: went out. <laughs> <laughs> no, um, yeah, the only thing I would like to say is, uh, you know, please, please be kind and and you know promote discussion. Like we have to get back to a place in society where we can have discussions and uh, not just speak to you know an echo chamber about how we feel we have to we have to sit down and actually talk about these things because look at the last four or five months this is what pointing the finger gets us and if you want things to get better talk to your friends talk to your parents talk to your senators talk to your local government speak out about what you believe and, and have discussions even if they're hard and even if they won't make you feel like i don't want to do this and, and screw the other guy you sit through it because uh it's important it's important for us to do this moving forward because it's the only way we can move forward um as a society
0: mm-hmm. yeah chris
2: thanks for listening everybody
1: no I, I was just gonna say pretty much something very similar uh that you know everyone has a voice and and everyone should listen to each other i mean it's basically what he just said it but You know everyone has a voice everyone has an opinion and we should all take everyone's input and learn from it
0: that was was the original point of the experiment right that was the original the whole deal that's the whole purpose of the country and uh yeah you know um again everybody Whoever would like to call in, contact, email, however you'd like to do it. If you'd even like to be on the show and talk to us, we are all ears and we're open to having a discussion about things. Um, one more time, you can check us out on Twitter, on Instagram. Very soon, we should be on all the major distributions. Um, you know, between, I was about to say iTunes, uh, podcasts, yeah. Google Podcasts. Um, and the website should be up soon. We're working on the website as well, www.camariacafe.com. And I never rehearsed doing the Ws. And uh, <laughs> I impressed myself. And yeah, thank you for being on, guys. Thank you, Ron. Thank you, Chris, for uh, coming in and thank making you. it a good night. And uh, yeah, I hope everybody has a safe and good night and
1: week.
2: Good night, everybody.
1: Good night.